0: You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. How are you today? I would like to listen. Tell me. How are you doing? Speak it, Falstaff. <laughs> Share with me thoun, thine spirit of vows. And the way that I think. I noticed a couple of things about our society right now. One in particular. And that is that we don't listen well. I think that the internet. And the provision of access for everybody to have an opinion and share it. And everybody to seek followers and friends and likes. Has sort of begotten i think when you say the word begotten you have to almost say it in a sean connery accent begotten is that what he was begotten to you lad? anyway i do a bad irish accent even though i'm irish isn't that that probably means that culturally if you trace me back i'm really not irish or something but i can do english really well but irish escapes me I can't ever really do the Irish accent that well. It no, see it always becomes like Indian or something. Which I can't you know, I think like an Indian that works out well. No, see that's not even good I'm never mind. Stop. The hell with the accents. I'm not in the mood. Not tonight, honey, I have a headache. But I think that what we have begotten in our society what we've begotten sorry i had to do it again into our society uh from the internet is this this idea of constantly everybody projecting and unfortunately for many people it's really just projectile vomiting uh their opinions and thoughts and not necessarily well-reasoned ones or and and nobody's listening and What's ironic is at the same time, we have the propagation, another good word, lad, the propagation of podcasts where people, of course, are listening. So you have podcasts where people are listening, but then you have a culture where everybody's sort of expounding and explaining and expressing and not listening. What's going on here? Then you still have readers, people who actually like to read. So they're obviously absorbing information because that, you know, the concentration of reading is an effort of, of listening uh, to someone else. Uh, but those people tend to, the big readers tend to think that the only thing worth ingesting is the well thought out, edited, uh, self edited version of something. Uh, and that people expressing themselves without having edited them and without having, without being extremely careful aren't worth ingesting or listening to. So there's like a, a difference of opinion on uh, what's worthy of, of being listened to uh, that goes beyond just a mere question of whether or not anyone's listening. Then the question becomes, well, what are you listening to and what quality do you think uh, something has to have before you listen? But I think uh, what I'm trying to get at is not the readers because that's not, that's a form of listening, but that to me is something where you select and choose what you want to read and you invest real time in it. And it really becomes you. The reason I think people are very adamant in supporting their, their habits of reading is it really is a personal, aspect of of it's kind of like musical taste you know when you really decide to get into a particular artist and get their back catalog and listen carefully to all their albums etc you know you you develop a personal connection almost a personal relationship with that artist that you the songs have different meanings you listen to the lyrics you learn the lyrics and so you you begin to maybe form a a very opinionated uh view of that artist that you're that you'll defend to the hilts if you get into a dispute or disagreement with anyone about you know, whether or not X song is any good or B or Y, whatever, however you want to letter your damn songs. Um, and I think people are like that with their books. They are selective with their authors, their subject matter. And when they sit down and read it, obviously they're giving a lot of their time and it's a personal choice and you don't, unlike a podcast, you aren't gonna complete it in one sitting uh you aren't busy doing other things when you're reading you have to really focus and so i think it becomes a part of someone and so that's a different kind of listening i to me it's less listening and more of just a a decision about how you want to be it's a bigger step like like really choosing music that you like uh choosing clothes to wear okay for example you'd have to in a way right listen to styles and options, try them on, you know, which is a form of listening. If you want to stretch the analogy before you choose, and then they're yours. And if you like them, you're comfortable in them. Are you really, you know, what have you listened to? No, that's you. It becomes you. And so I think book reading is kind of more like uh, it's much more selective than people think. The readers pretend that they're just choosing, uh, that it, they're just learning all this wonderful knowledge, but they're really choosing as my point, they, they pretend they're not choosing. They pretend they're just objectively learning when really they are selectively choosing what to read. And when you invest your time in it, nine times out of 10, you're going to like it to some degree because you've put so much damn time into it and it's bec- going to become a part of you because you put so much time into it. What I want to what I'm thinking of and the problem we have in our culture isn't so much of the investment and the choice and the self-absorption and the identity choosing because people are real good at that. Uh, the readers are a perfect example of someone who will Walk around and letting you know they read all the time, you know, it's really important to them that and it becomes a badge of almost arrogance, really, about how they're so much smarter than you and better than you because they read and whoever doesn't read is an idiot and so on and so forth. Um, although that's true for Trump. But I digress. Um what I'm what I'm saying is more of a problem. What I believe is an issue that we really should think harder on in America in particular, but also in just in a world sense, is listening. And listening isn't a choice for you as much as for the other person. And listening is truly an empathetic act. And it isn't really selecting a way to define yourself. It is honestly giving a voice to others. And I think podcast listeners are good listeners. I think people that like podcasts like to, they enjoy hearing other people's thoughts. They enjoy sort of experiencing the viewpoints of others and that's listening. And I, they might be distracted sanding down a piece of wood while they're doing it or cleaning their bathroom or, um drifting off to sleep. Uh, they may never finish a podcast that they fall asleep on. They may, you know, move on to the next one. They may skip listening to certain podcasts. They may get tired of a particular podcaster for a while and uh abandon them altogether for a month or two and then come back to them and rediscover them. But I so th- th- we're not talking about. Uh, the kind of listening you do at a conversation sitting across from a friend at lunch, um, certainly not talking about the kind of listening you have in a phone conversation where you're not even with someone, where you could be drifting, your mind could be drifting. It's similar. It's more similar to that, I would say. Uh, podcast listening is more similar to a phone conversation listening, which is to say you have more freedom than if you're in a face-to-face situation. But I think there's a there's a value in that. I think there's a value in allowing yourself to hear someone else's perspective without emoting back, without sharing your own thoughts. I mean, it's not just about learning. Although, if you listen more, you're bound to learn more and you're bound to get some ideas you didn't have before. And there's an absolute pay it forward kind of beauty that comes from listening. Someone might just in telling you a little story of something that happened to them, drop a note about how, uh, you know, you know, they, they opened their car door and made sure all the heat came out because they didn't want the plastic emanating from the dashboard to infect them and cause cancer. And you're like, what, you know, and you might not have known, that some of our cars are still being manufactured where the front dash has this plastic in it that heated to a certain temperature can emanate a cancer-causing chemical. Uh, Same thing as you don't want to put plastics in a microwave for that reason. Um, So when you get into a car, you might uh, want to open your door on a hot day and air it out first without breathing in that hot air that's right there in the car seat that you sit in. But anyway, the point is someone might be telling you that and you hear that and you don't stop them and you don't ask for details, but it registers. And when you're done with the conversation, you might Google it or look it up and say, oh, my goodness, I never even knew about that. So that's just an example of how just in listening to someone tell you about something they did in their day, you might learn something that uh and you don't even have to humble yourself and admit to them that you didn't know it you could just listen pick it up and check it out later maybe someone maybe you don't even think about it it just drifts into your brain and then a couple weeks later someone else says the same thing oh i was getting into my car you know i had to let the hot air out and you're like wow yeah, another guy said, now I'm going to look into that. Or you might ask that second person, what do you mean by that? That's the second time I've heard that. Why are you letting the air out? Oh, I didn't know that. So just in listening to other people, you can pick up things about how you might shape your life, how you might live. And um, bits of information you might not have worried about or been concerned about or or known were available to you. Positive things that you, that you could find out. Oh, I didn't know we had a park over there. I guess I'll go check that out. I didn't know, you know that you could... Uh, apply for this sort of aid, I I guess I'll apply for that. I mean, you can find out things that could be helpful to you, worthwhile knowing things just by listening. But that's not even what I'm getting at. Because that's learning and that's still you. I'm talking about just caring about others and being interested in how they think and enjoying their mannerisms or their voice inflections or their... um. Or their thought process. Alec Baldwin is an actor who, uh, for whatever reason, is prone to sharing shitloads of amount about his personal life on Instagram. He used to get on Twitter a lot and express himself a lot, but he would get into a lot of trouble because he's a thinking man he's a passionate man and he would he, and he expresses himself with words very precisely and people who are who are clear with their words and precise with them especially on twitter tend to attract a lot of uh naysayers shall we say so he has on a couple occasions in the past said i'm getting off of twitter i'm done with twitter he eventually came back on uh and he and he still has his Twitter, but he doesn't use it that much anymore. He uses it, but not as much as he used to. He used to live on Twitter. Instead, he moved people over. He told people who, who wanted to follow him to go to his Instagram. So if you go over to his Instagram, you find he's basically using that all the time now. But he uses the Instagram television, too. And he makes... He'll just... Decide he wants to talk about something, you know, make a video for seven minutes to 12 minutes talking uh, to the camera about something. And he'll film his children and he'll film his wife and he'll film today. He put dropped a video on Instagram just as a regular post the interior of his car and the detail and the cleaning. And he threw a shout out to the to to the place that cleaned his car and recommended them. (laughs) By the way, it was a Cadillac Escalade, but um, and you know, yet you you wonder. You look at the the guy and you think you're a famous movie star. Been around for twenty five years. Got a beautiful wife, fifteen years younger than you. Or so, maybe even younger. I think he's like, believe it or not, 64 or something like that, 62, something like that. Alec Baldwin, he's that old already. Time just marches on, you know. But, uh, and he has these young kids, very young kids for a 62 year old man. So, but um he seems to have a lot going for him. And you just figure he'd be busy living his life and would have no interest in sharing so much of it with with the rest of us like a regular guy um and at first you know i would i would get irritated by him and at times and i would wonder what's he so insecure for why is he such a a attention hound and you know why is he such a drama queen why is he you know because he also has a podcast which i do listen to called here's the thing And he interviews a lot of different people. Most of them are from the entertainment industry. And that's why I listen. I like those. But sometimes he gets into other issues with other people. Um, It's just a half-hour show. It's highly produced in the sense that they do a middle section with music. And he introduces it. So it's got that professional sheen. And it's done through other people somewhere in New York. I forget. Uh, And he's like only the host, supposedly. But I really think it's his idea. I don't know, I could be wrong there Um, So he has that too And you see a lot of famous people doing podcasts And you're like, wow, why would they want a podcast On top of everything else in their life, you know Don't they get enough attention, you know So occasionally I would get I've been over the years grumpy with Alec Baldwin in, in, In just challenging and questioning why You know, why does he need this kind of attention so much why is he such an attention whore? But at the end of the day, I just gave up and said, you know what, I'm fascinated to look in on the guy. When I'm sick of him or not in the mood, I don't. I move past his posts or I don't watch it. If it doesn't seem relevant or if he's going off again on one of his things he likes to go off on that is not my thing, I just move past it. you know. But it's like you learn people and you get a better handle of them because you listen and you understand them better. And you find the parts of them you enjoy and you discard the parts you don't. But there's, a <laughs> but there's a lot still that's just about looking in, not out of a sense of nosiness or morbid curiosity, but literally just out of uh, the fact that someone is willing to share their thoughts and feelings and um, they, they don't have to be famous. I mean, really, at, at the end of the day the fact that it's Alec Baldwin becomes secondary and it it comes down to more is he interesting what's he talk about does he spur my thoughts does he make me consider my own life you know um, know, does he have a nice voice which he does of course Alec Baldwin (laughs) Um, so a lot of listening has to do with just sort of aspects of the other person. And I think we do it when we are able to empathize or care about other people. And I think, um, and as I said, this isn't true for reading and it isn't true for really even phone conversations or lunches with friends, because a lot of that is about friendship and it's more complicated and it tit for tat. And you have to put out for friends, you have to come through for them and they come through for you. And there's a lot more political minded but if you just put out, if you just spend some time with friends or family, giving to them and listening to them when they, when they need advice, when they have something on their mind that's bothering them, or even to strangers in podcast form or video chat or videos they make on YouTube or whatever, people have all kinds of methods now where they can share their lives. I think, I think, you know, are there too many people sharing and not enough people listening? That's the question. I think everybody seems to want to be heard and wants to be a star, but then you look at someone like Alec Baldwin again, he already is a star. He doesn't need to be heard. He doesn't need people to listen to him. And yet there he is. And so I decided to surrender regardless of the Reasoning behind his needing to speak out, surrender to the listening, and I enjoy it. And I think uh, more more of us should work on that aspect. And I want to work on it more for me. Um, the aspect of listening and taking time to listen. Um. And liking, liking the fact that someone's sharing with you. Uh, enjoying it as an aspect of um, compassion, empathy, and curiosity. Learning. Um, and love. Because I do think that something as simple as listening to a podcast is an act of love in a way. And something as simple as listening to somebody when they call you or listening to somebody out at the store that you run into a stranger who in the course of chit chat tells you a story of something that happened to them. If you're if you're looking to run away from them and rush out of there and if you start to break out in a cold sweat because they have you trapped telling, telling you their story, then maybe you need to look in the mirror when you get home and think more about what kind of person you are because these are the opportunities To show that you're a loving person is when somebody is unexpectedly requesting a little bit of your time for you to listen to them. And I think all of us can grow uh, in a good way, in a loving way, in a compassionate way, if you listen to my podcast. No, that's not what I'm getting at. I I just thought I'd throw that out there because... You know, I'm talking about listening to podcasts in particular, and I'm making a podcast, as I said, and it, I'm telling people we should all listen more. And it's like I'm trying to get listeners for my podcast. But I mean, the thing that's silly about that is if you're already listening to this podcast, obviously, I'm not talking to you. And if you're not listening to the podcast, I'm not reaching you because you're not hearing me. So please don't think this is an advertisement for my podcast. It isn't. If you're already listening, you're already a listener i guess i'm just talking to you as a listener shouldn't we do more of it all of us to my podcast no i'm kidding to to each other and to my podcast no to to each other shouldn't we do more listening even more of it i mean even the good ones of us who listen and i'm not including myself when i say good ones of us really i'm just saying it as a group thing but i i feel i'm deficient personally um often when I listen to others, I'm critical. Often when I listen, I'm uh, frustrated. And I want to learn to be a listener who's more uh, just simply uh, letting their people's ideas and thoughts sort of wash over me and absorb them in more of an open-minded way. And um, not always assuming that I understand what they're saying or what they're getting at or why they're saying it and instead just sort of listening and not worrying about what wheels might be turning inside their head that are making them feel or think these things just listening because oftentimes if you don't just listen you'll never be able to understand anybody I mean because when they get to the end of a story or you listen enough that you see the way the story shifts, you get a completely different perspective. If you would interrupt or assume early on, you might expect one motive or thought process going on in the person talking. And By by the time you gave them more time to speak and saw where it was going, you completely shift to a different idea about where they're coming from. Often worse. No, I'm kidding. Better, often better. (laughs) The point is... By the time they're done, you can't stand the person. You've listened and you realize they're a Trump supporter. No, I'm kidding, but I kid you not. Being a Trump supporter is not something I want to listen to. People talking about that, but I am kidding about the fact that, that when you listen, it always ends up bad. It doesn't. It ends up good often, and more importantly, it's good for you too. It's good. For, it's selfishly, it's good for us to listen. Why it? It's like exercising a muscle. If you don't stand, you're going to get atrophy. Your legs are going to get weak. They're not going to be able to stand. Your muscles are going to shrink. This is the truth. If you don't use a muscle, it gets smaller. So it's important to work them out regularly in some fashion so that you stay strong and healthy. And the same is true for our hearts, obviously, as a muscle. But if you use the heart term metaphorically, the same is true for our souls, our hearts as people, our compassion, our empathy, our love for one another. If you don't work on it, it's going to die out. And you can talk about loving your children or your wife or your husband. You can talk about loving, you know, your pets. But that's like... Those people are in your lives day in and day out. They, you better love them. I'm talking about the concept of love in more of a esoteric way, but also a spiritual way in a hopeful way in a way that's fostering of day in and day out existence that, that gives you inspiration. And I think that kind of love is has to broaden its scope beyond just the person who's your mate or the children who are your spawn <laughs> or the dog who is always happy to see you and you know leaps up into your lap and can't wait until you come home. I mean, loving those that provide you direct uh, response to your existence and are a direct reflection of your existence is, is not as rewarding or growth-oriented as loving strangers or loving just in general and i think the more we listen to people whether it's via podcast on the telephone out in the stores friends family other you know tangential people the more we give ourselves to listen to them and understand them we are exercising the muscle of love in our hearts we are learning and relearning how to love how to stay good at loving how to not lose our touch when it comes to caring. And I think now, especially more than ever in these times that are so confrontational and full of conflict and worry and strife, now more than ever, we really should be working at holding on to our ability to care about one another and our ability to love one another. We should be concerned about losing that touch And uh, in my estimation, there's no better way uh, to hold on to the ability to love and to care than to listen. It's my belief that the number one way we all as human beings can love one another is to listen to one another. And so I simply wanted to send that message out there, encourage all of you to do that, to go forth and listen and to keep in mind that listening is loving and to encourage us all to love one another now more than ever. It is needed. And I have faith in the power of love. And I thank you for listening to me and showing me that you love me by listening in some way or another, in one way or another, it's a sign of your love. And I'm grateful for that. And guess what? I love you too. Yabba da boopa.